Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everyone. My name is Brad. And I'm Denise. We are the host of World's True Crime Podcast. Every Monday, we release an episode researched by me about the most heinous criminals throughout history from across the globe. And then every Thursday... We will release an episode from me about disappearances, UFOs, the unexplained, and strange history. To lighten up the episode, we take part in movie trivia at the time of the incidents. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts and find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We also can be found at worldstruecrime.com. So just remember everybody, the world's not always as it seems. No, it's not. Bye everyone. Bye. Due to the graphic nature of some of the topics we will be touching on, listener discretion is advised. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We are back. We are getting Doug back. No, I'm just kidding. It's eye for an iPod. It's your host, Matt. My lovely co-hostesses. Ladies, tell them what's up. Hello. I just heard a weird noise. Did anyone else hear that? It's aliens. Your house is haunted. Matt lives in the Blair Witch Project, and I have a dog that makes creaky noises. We're all fucked, is what you're saying, essentially. <laughs> Pretty much. We are back with a very, very intriguing case tonight. We don't usually touch on these types of subjects, but I think it's something that's a commonplace issue in not only the world, especially the U.S., that we hear about. Jules, you want to tell them what we're talking about tonight in a little more detail? Yeah, I think to your point, Matt, this is something that happens more frequently than we talk about as a culture. Yes. Ooh, which I hate. I know. It's kind of cringy. Before we get into it, keep this in mind throughout. I guarantee we all know someone who knows someone who's been involved. With- well, off the record, I'll have to tell you guys something weird that happened to me when I was a teacher. What? Wait, what, wait, what grade did you teach? That was when I was teaching third grade, but it was not one of my students. <laughs> what? I thought you taught elementary, which I was, yeah, like, what? My science teacher got fired for touching a girl. It wasn't yeah. in my grade, but it's everywhere. I kind yeah. of just gave it away. So let us know what we're Definitely talking about. No, well, kidding. that's okay. So I was going to say what kind of prompted my interest in this was the really great Hulu series, A Teacher. And if you haven't watched that, I would really recommend that you do. It's with Kate Mara who is wonderful. Unfortunately, she plays a role that is not so wonderful in this show, but the show is great. A brief, brief synopsis of the show, Kate Mara plays a teacher who has an inappropriate relationship with her high school student. So as we've kind of been circling around the drain here, we're talking today as a trigger warning about inappropriate sexual relationships between people who are both not of age, well, the consent issue is touchy because it involves a younger party in the story. So being the type of person that I am, as soon as I finished a teacher on Hulu, I started to search and see if it was based off of a true story. Obviously, as we said, 
it's a tale that will be retold many, many times, but I was wondering if this specific was based off of a true story. And from what I found, the series was not directly tied to any particular case of teacher-student relationships. As we said, there are unfortunately many stories of this nature. So today, we are talking about the story of Mary Kay Letourneau. Mary Kay, short for Mary Catherine, was born in 1962 in Tustin, California. Mary Kay's family was very involved in politics. Her father was a state senator, also a U.S. congressman. One of her brothers was on George Bush Sr.'s council, and the other one of her brothers was the inspector general of the Department of Defense under George Bush Jr. Mary Kay's father also taught political science at Santa Ana College, possibly Mary Kay's inspiration to become a teacher herself. Mary Kay went to Arizona State University, where she met her future husband, Steve. Mary Kay later said that she was not in love with Steve and only married him after being urged to do so by her parents. Yikes. Damn. Of course, yeah. damn. Not something you want to hear, but yeah. unfortunately, Steve's in for a lot worse. Steve gets a few kicks on the nuts in this case. Yeah. This is probably pretty low on the totem pole of things that Mary has done that have impacted Steve negatively. But in 1989... Mary Kay and Steve settle in Seattle. At the time, they have two children, and Mary Kay has already began teaching second grade at Shorewood Elementary School. Steve and Mary Kay had a rocky relationship. They had financial issues. There were affairs on both ends, just kind of toxic, not couple goals. Jumping ahead to September of 1991, a new school year is just beginning, and Billy Falau is a student in Mary Kay's second grade class. A few years later, Mary Kay switches grades as a teacher, which often happens, and is now in a sixth grade classroom. And Billy is, again, her student. In January of 1996, Billy was 12, and he and Mary Kay began spending time together developing his drawing skills. It is said that he even visited her home and became friendly with her son. In June of 1996, the relationship turns from platonic to sexual. On June 18th of 1996, police discover Mary Kay and Billy parked in a minivan. Mary Kay was seen jumping into the front seat while Billy pretended to sleep in the back seat. The police are told at that time, Billy says that he's 18 years old. Some sources say that he lied to the police about his age. Others say that Mary Kay is the one who said that he was 18. Either way, he is not 18, he is 12 years old. The two are taken into the police station and later released after claiming there was no improper conduct, which seems like the first chance where somebody could have stepped up and the system fails us. In September of 1996, Billy enters seventh grade at Cascade Middle School and Mary Kay is pregnant with his baby. Not until February of 1997 does Steve find out about his wife's affair when he finds the love letters in their home. When you think about it, if she's pregnant in September, he doesn't find out till February. Maybe he thought the child was his. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to question Steve because he's been through a lot. In March of 1997, one of Steve's family members tips off the police and Mary Kay is arrested. Mary Kay is charged with second degree child rape and is released on bail, which seems like that shouldn't have been able to happen. Second degree is when a person has sexual intercourse with a minor who is at least 12 years old, but less than 14 years old. 
This is a class A felony and the maximum charge is life in prison and or a fine of $50,000. I included this and I looked it up for the state of Washington so that we were aware of the differences in degrees because the fact that it's second degree really just has to do with his age. So first degree child rape would be when a person has sexual intercourse with a minor who is under 12 years old. Also a class A felony has a maximum charge of life in prison and or a fine of $50,000. In May of 1997, while awaiting her sentencing, Mary Kay gives birth to her daughter, Audrey, her daughter with Billy. Billy was how old now? I'm sorry, 14, 13? He was 12 in January of 1996. I don't know exactly when his birthday is, but this is now May of 1997. So he's possibly 13. Okay. Possibly, depending when his birthday falls, he might still be 12. Yeah, that doesn't make it any better. No, 12 or 13, it's horrible, horrifying. Awful, really. So this is also horrifying. The state of Washington sought to sentence Mary Kay to six and a half years in prison. Like six and a half years doesn't seem anywhere near adequate. In August of 1997, Mary Kay pleads guilty to child rape. And through her plea deal, she was sentenced to six months in jail, three of which were suspended, and three years of sex offender treatment. As a part of her plea agreement, Mary Kay could not contact Billy, any of her own five children, or have contact with any other minors. She's really in a lockdown of sorts, you know, not allowed to contact her own children, not allowed to contact Billy or have contact with any minors. By January of 1998, Mary Kay is finished with her jail time, which is just a joke, and enters the real world and is entered on the sex offender registry. But that's not the end of her story. On February 3rd of 1998, a mere month out of jail, the police again find Mary Kay and Billy together in a vehicle and arrest Mary Kay as she's violating her parole. The police also find $6,200 in cash baby clothing, and Mary Kay's passport inside the car, leading them to think that the couple was planning to flee the country. It was reported that Mary Kay and Billy had met several times since Mary Kay's release from jail a mere two weeks earlier. So I misspoke assuming January to February, but because of the timing of it, it was actually only two weeks. So this occurrence on February 3rd was not necessarily their first time meeting. It was just their first time getting caught. On February 6th of 1998, Mary Kay appears before the same judge from her original case who tells her that she had given her an opportunity that you foolishly squandered. The judge sentenced Mary Kay to the full seven and a half years she had initially avoided through her plea bargain. So finally seems that she's serving some real time. I still don't think it's suitable or adequate, but it's better than the three months that she previously served. At one of Mary Kay's rendezvous with Billy, she got pregnant again in a matter of two weeks of her being out of prison, meeting up with him, getting arrested again. She gets pregnant and gives birth to the couple's second child, a daughter named Georgia, in October of 1998. By the time his second child is born, Billy is only a freshman in high school, and I hate to laugh at that. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, Jules. What? After spending that time in jail, she was allowed to go back and meet him again. She violated her violated her, her probation. Okay, all right. So still, nobody was keeping an eye on that. Like, yeah, 
So whether it was that incident on February 3rd, which the police did find them, or at one of the other times they had secretly met up, at some point she gets pregnant again, which is just a joke. And to the judge's point, you got off very lightly. You had served three months. You had this opportunity to turn your life around and you foolishly squandered it. So let me repeat the statement that I had made before because it's absolutely mind-boggling. By the time his second child is born, Billy is only a freshman in high school. Can you think about yourself as a freshman in high school and then think about yourself being the father or mother of two children? I am literally twice as old now as I was when I was a freshman in high school, and I have no kids and could not fathom having one, let alone two at this point in my life, let alone when I was 15 years old. Right. It's really quite startling. And when you think about the state of your mind at that point in life, you're just not ready. You're not ready. How about that on top of the fact that it's like, hey, honey, we're out of diapers. Oh, cool. Let me call an Uber. I can't go get them because I'm not going to have my driver's license. My man is, Billy was literally doing grocery store bagging groceries type shit, supporting two kids. So Billy is a freshman with two children. It's a horrible place to be in. And so he very quickly drops out because he needs money to be able to help support these kids. And unfortunately, because of Mary Kay's situation, custody of their two daughters is granted to Billy's mother. Probably the best case scenario, given the fact that Billy's a freshman and Mary Kay is in jail. His kids are being raised as his siblings. Right. Right. It's tragic. Billy admits to suffering from a deep depression at this time in his life. He attempted suicide. And he later reveals in a Barbara Walters interview that he is surprised he's still alive today. He said, I went through a really dark time. Do you know if he was saying that because, like, all obviously his life's crumbling around him or because she's in jail? Now he has two kids. Or is he forlorn about her? Do we know any of that? I would say it was probably a combination of things and also maybe the consequences of his actions catching up to him yeah you know go ahead and say it was the two kids at the age of 15 yeah but his lover is in jail so that could be part of it too right because if he really loves this person they're a big big doo-doo because of this relationship and now he has two kids on his own i feel like it, probably the conglomeration right really i would say it's a combination of things but i mean Truly, if you think about it, if Marity never went to jail, she would probably be the main caretaker for the children. They're his kids, but, you know, you just stop by, visit, you play, you get to do that on things. I think it's probably a combination of things. But (laughs) the next line I wrote, I'm making myself laugh because in 1999, Steve and Mary Kay divorced. And I wrote, what took you so long, Steve? Because these shenanigans started in 1996. It's a while to divorce, like that process to go through. I think so, but also I feel like they're litigating circumstances because she's in jail. I would think maybe that could help expedite the process, but I really hope Steve was trying as soon as he heard about all this mumbo jumbo. But in good news, the four children from Steve and Mary Kay's marriage remained in custody of their father. Again, best case scenario, 
all the children are taken care of as best as you know possible at this point. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. 2002, Billy and his family sue the school district for negligence, emotional suffering, lost wages, and the cost of rearing his two children, claiming the school failed to protect him from Mary Kay, which is something I want to talk about later because I'd want to know if you guys feel that there is any sort of responsibility that the school held. I don't have that as a question, but we can discuss. I have a question related to that too, so I'm glad you have another question related to this. Okay. So the jury rejects the claim against the school district. The case is dismissed and no damages were paid out. I have mixed feelings about that, but we'll get into it a little bit later. Jumping forward again, August 4th of 2004, Mary Kay is released from jail and forced to register as a level two sex offender. This is, again, a place I got a little bit more information about. A level two sex offender generally commits nonviolent sexual crimes, but the crimes do involve minors. Just a clarification there. These offenses require people who are convicted to register as sex offenders for at least 25 years and report for verification twice per year. I don't really know what that verification process is like, but just given the facts, Billy, who is 21 at the time of Mary Kay's release, files a motion in court requesting a reversal of the no contact order against Mary Kay. The same sort of parameters are in place after Mary Kay is released a second time. She can't have contact. Billy is filing this motion. He wants that reversed. The same judge from this whole thing grants Billy's motion. She is working overtime, really involved. Honestly, I'm surprised that she allowed it, knowing the history of all of this. I think it's because the kids, because they do have two kids together. And now he's of age. Good point. That's probably true. I'm just horrified. Right. It's still horrifying, but you're probably at least. This whole thing is very disturbing. May 20th of 2005, Mary Kay and Billy get married at a winery in Washington in front of 250 guests. Dude, how the fuck are you kidding me? (laughs) Nobody can keep these two apart. This is Romeo and Juliet with sex offender thrown in. (laughs) What the fuck? Have you not heard of this case? No, not to this extent, dude. I've heard like a huge case when this happened. Snippets of snippets. I was not aware that there's a whole love story involved here. Please tell me they have a show that comes on right after the Duggar family. Please. There's somebody making money off this, right? Unfortunately, they don't. And we'll talk about why that is the case. Well, we need to be if it's allowable. But go on, Jules. I'm sorry. Yes. At the time of their wedding, Mary Kay is 43 and Billy is 22. Their two daughters are flower girls. And only two of Mary Kay's children from her first marriage attend the wedding. So there was four children there and only two chose to attend, which I feel like makes sense. Do you know her prior kids' ages by chance? No, we can look. I'm curious. In comparison, was she boning a kid her kids' ages? Not that it makes it better or worse. I'm going to keep going, but we can circle back. In a 2006 interview with NBC News, Letourneau conceded she knew it was wrong to let the relationship go any further. She says as soon as the school year ended, she and Billy did cross the line. She states they waited till the school year is over to take their relationship to a more sexual level, which is something we can talk about when we talk about whether or not the school has any culpability. Yeah, you're right. That's the fucked up part. The school year. Yeah. 
but, but right. Yeah. She waited till the school year was over. Blown away by this woman. The audacity. Yeah. Audacity, dude. This this isn't gonna help because Mary Kay said it did not cross her mind. That's a direct quote. Did not cross her mind at the time that having sex with Philly would be a crime. He was twelve. Are you fucking kidding me? Didn't cross her mind. What? Dude. In a later interview, she said, quote, if someone had told me, if anyone had told me there is a specific law that says this is a crime, I did not know. I've said this over and over again. Well, what I don't understand is, okay, someone did tell you it was a law. You went to fucking jail for it and then you did it again. So get the fuck out of here. Yeah. How about when you applied for the job? Doesn't it say somewhere in there that you can teach them about certain things, but you shouldn't fuck them? Doesn't that come up anywhere? I was born in 1991. I didn't realize the world was that fucked up that long. Like, there's no point that in the contract where it says, don't fuck the kids. I had no idea this was a law. That's not common fucking sense. This woman's defense is, I'm stupid. We talked about this before. If there's an, I'm too smart to be guilty, I want there to be a defense that says, I'm literally too fucking stupid to know that I'm guilty. I didn't realize I was wrong. I'm too fucking dumb to even know that. Mary Kay fits in that category if this is her quote unquote defense. It seems more that she's pretending to be oblivious. Now, as teachers, you have to do a lot of training in that regard. But I don't know what it was like at that time. In May of 2017, after almost 12 years of marriage, Billy filed for separation, but he later withdrew the filing. The couple went on to finalize their legal separation in August of 2019. On July 6, 2020, Mary Kay Letourneau died at age 58 from colorectal cancer. Billy and her family were at her side despite their separation. In her will and testament, Mary Kay left much of her estate to Billy. So they can't have a show because Mary Kay is dead. Which is, I think, a big resurgence of this case came back when Mary Kay passed away because it was only 2020. So I remember when that came back in the news. I don't remember when this case broke because I was a child, but I remember seeing a shitload about this case. I knew about it before 2020, but that's because I look up shit and I'm pretty sure they made a bunch of movies with this same subject matter based kind of on their relationship. But I do remember it coming back in the news when she passed away from cancer. Yeah, it definitely brought about a big resurgence of the case. It does give me a lot of questions, though. There's a lot of questions. I know. I have a couple. And most importantly, which I I think I know everyone's thoughts, do we think I for an eye was mad? So Mary Kay served seven and a half years in prison for her crimes and had to file on the sex offender registry, but that didn't really seem to inhibit her life in many ways. Normally, I'm all about ladies first, but I'm going to keep this one short and sweet just so you guys can have your say. Hell no. What do you think would have been appropriate? I don't think she should have ever been allowed to see this kid again, honestly. Like, keep her in jail for another 15 years if that's what it means. She violated her parole by going back and getting pregnant again. I, I, I just I can't believe it. I'm, like, blown away by the fact that somebody can go to prison or what is equivalent to rape, get out of prison in a short couple three of months. three months. Thank you, Jules. Months. I'm sorry, not years. Three months. Go back and rape the child again. Now, granted, I mean, at 15, more than 12, he at least has some idea what's going on. 14, 15, whatever. 
but I was a dumbass when I was that age. I had no idea what was happening. I certainly wasn't fully developed my frontal lobe. I had no clue what I was doing emotionally. I, this is the equivalent of rape. She literally is scot-free and got married to him later. I think that what you just said is where I kind of am a little stuck on this case. I don't know if stuck is the right word. I agree with you in that I think the first time she should have been moved to a different state. I think that should have been like, you got to get out of here. I know that she wasn't supposed to be in the vicinity of him or whatever. I think the punishment would have been just you or your family need to relocate. But kind of playing devil's advocate, I do find it very interesting that they did end up getting married. They did end up having this life for a decent amount of time. I mean, they were married, what, 12 years? After all of this, they did a fuck ton of interviews together as a family if you look on youtube they have interviews side by side talking about it and i find that peculiar because i understand that there is obviously a power dynamic he was fucking 12 or 8 or whatever the fuck he was when they met but i guess you can be manipulated for so long right you could be brainwashed into this like believing it's your first love whatever now you have kids with her that connects you in a crazy way at some point Do you think, not when he was 12, I'm not saying when he was 12, but when he's 21 and decides to marry this woman, do you think that's him being essentially brainwashed? Or do you think as disgusting and as vile as it is, do you think this was a legitimate relationship to them? Like I said, they were married for 12 something years. And that's not a simple feat. These days, fucking people are getting divorced left and right after two years, let alone 12. That's a long ass time. I'm not questioning the legitimacy of the relationship to them between those two people i full-on believe that we as a society should question it because of its foundation because she met this kid when he was nine years old and could have very easily groomed him for that entire time to be whatever she wanted him to be this woman is what 21 years older than him something like that so she was my age 30 when she met this kid and I guess then was probably first attracted to him, we would think, or what? She thought he developed quickly over the next three years and looked like he was attractive then. To me, there's no legitimacy to it that can be applied other than maybe between the two of them. If they believe they were in love and at the time they were, I'm not going to question someone's love for somebody. What I am going to question is where did it come from? To me, that is a perfect case of she groomed him or it's Stockholm syndrome where she manipulated him enough to be whatever he wanted or whatever she wanted him to be at at the time he was old enough, you know? I mean... Let me jump in with a couple thoughts here. First of all, having taught second graders, I know they are in no way attractive, especially really attractive. They're pretty gross, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Making direct eye contact and watch them pick their nose. They're gross. You're talking about a small child. A child. Right. That's why they're not even developed enough to be like, yeah, they look a little older. No, dude, the small child. Right. Well, right. So that's first of all. Second of all, I think Mary's first offense, she should have served her full time in jail, the seven and a half years, because I feel that letting her serve three months, get back out and fuck around it really didn't give anybody time like think about if seven and a half years had gone by maybe billy would have realized 
this is all a fever dream. This is not real. This is not practical. And Mary Kay could have hopefully gotten help and moved on with her fucking life. Or at least he would have been of age. I mean, which is terrible to say, but it's true. If she got out seven years and he was 12 when this happened. Right. Yeah. I think that for starters would have been a more appropriate sentence for her first offense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Then, you know, she commits again. I think we put her in longer. But I feel that things would have developed differently if she had not only served three months in that first sentence. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. And honestly, a slap in the face to victims who have been assaulted in this same sort of dynamic. But that kind of leads me to another question I have. So currently, the legal age of consent in Washington state is 16. I did find information that states Quote, for sexual activity to occur between a teacher or school administration employee and a student, the age of consent is 21 years old. What do you guys think about that? I think as a 16-year-old, I would have at the time 100% been like, I'm an adult. I'm 16 years old. I'm an adult old enough to give consent. But as a 30-year-old woman, the thought of 16-year-olds being able to make that decision terrifies me. So two parts. The legal age of consent in Washington is 16. And then the second part of that is when you break it down to teachers or other school employees and students, the age of consent is 21. I think what the first part means, though, is the age of consent with someone your age. I was going to say, that has to mean within somebody in your age group, right? Like, because that's still statutory rape at 18, right? No, I think like if you're a 16 year old, you can legally date an 18 year old and it's consensual. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Even thinking now to my 16 year old self, I really feel like we should not have been making those decisions. But that's just say, forget 18. What about if the person's 30? At 16, you're able to say, I can date whoever I want. I can have sex with whoever I want. Teen, I think, is the age of consent here, right? That's considered adult, less like, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about, yeah. So I don't know. I've seen an older in Pennsylvania. So I don't know. I, I don't mind 16. Now, if it's a 16-year-old and a 30-year-old, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Or a 16-year-old and a 21-year-old? I think if you're over the age of 21, you should not be able to date anyone younger than the age of 18. I agree. I, but if you're like a 16-year-old, 19-year-old. I would even say 18, honestly. If you're out of high school and you're still dating, unless like it's something that started a long time ago and then it's a two-year age difference, those things happen. You know, you date somebody who gets older. I was, I'm two years younger than my ex-boyfriend. He was you got, a right. junior in college when I graduated high school. The thing is like anything beyond that, there's, there's a gray area in there for sure. Wait, it's at least in Pennsylvania. And this is on the... Pennsylvania Coalition Against Rape. It says people ages 16 and older, because the age of consent in Pennsylvania is 16, can legally consent to sexual activity with anyone they choose as long as the other person does not have authority over them as defined in Pennsylvania's institutional sexual assault statute. The sexual assault statute states 
employees of a school, employees of the state or county, employees of personal care or group homes, or other licensed residential serving youth. So I take that to mean I, as a 16-year-old, can be in a relationship with a 30-year-old as long as they are not my teacher, my boss, X, Y, Z. I don't personally think a 16-year-old should be dating a 30-year-old, but there have been cases where like a 16-year-old was dating a 20-year-old, which I don't think is that radical. And the 20-year-old gets put on a sex offender list, which I think that's ridiculous. I think it's one of those fine lines, but it sucks because it what's a year or two, right? I think if you're over 18, do whatever the fuck you want, even though it still seems like you're a baby. I think 16's pushing it a little bit. I stick with what I said before. If you're 16 dating a 20-year-old, fine. But I think if you're over 21 years old, 18, when you're like 18 years old, when you're going off to college, go fucking crazy. I think 16 is a little too young. But again, me and my ex-boyfriend, I was 16 when he was 18. In some places, he could be a sexual offender because the age of consent. Well, it's that point, that's when I make the distinction that it's statutory, right? That like by statute, yeah. It considered, he'd still be considered a sex offender. Yeah, you're still a sex offender. I think it's sticky. I mean, you're right, Joe. 16 does feel young. But again, at 16... I was a little crazy. So I don't know. Let, let's make it. In the mindset of 16-year-old Jules, I can make any of my own decisions. I'm fucking grown. But in the mind of 30-year-old Jules looking back, I don't know. I looked up in Washington as well, saying the same thing. I was interpreting it the right way when I posed my question. As a 16-year-old, you could be in a relationship with anyone as long as they don't fall into those categories. I mean, if you can drive a car, you're free to be the world, I suppose. Not saying I agree with that, but I guess that's where that 16 comes from. 30 is a spectrum to me, right? There are some people that are more mature at 10 than there are people at 30. We've got mutual homies that are not mature people that are in their 30s, right? That are dumb or that are just doing whatever and they're living on the edge of their pants. I literally think I fit into the category sometimes of being immature for my age. Fine. Fair. I'll say it out loud. I mean, none of us know what we're doing. It's scary. You know, our friends are getting married and having babies. And I'm like, we're infants. What are we doing? We're not mature enough for that. But here's my thing. I think beyond a certain point. To me, it's almost like 17. After you get your driver's license, after you get a little bit more experience, you're no longer what you would consider an underclassman. You've at least experienced a couple things in life by that point. You've gone out on a date. Most people, I'm talking about generally, not everybody, but you, you, you traveled, you met a couple other people other than your parents and the 24 kids you went to elementary school with. But still at that time, I think 18 is where, like you said, go to college, go crazy or stay local, go crazy, whatever you want to do. But if you're 30 and you're dating 18 year olds, there's something with that. It's weird. Talk to somebody your own age for Christ's sake. Well, do you think we're basing that off of the U.S. standards of being 18 is considered an adult? Because 18 is still fucking young. Well, some cultures getting married and having babies at 21 is the yeah. There are Europeans that are 15 year old. They drink, they live, you know, they smoke cigarettes. A few decades ago, it was normal to have a full fledged family at 22. And I think that's fucking absurd. So it, it all depends on the lens you're looking through, but we can all agree 16 be all below is young. Yes, I agree. So something that you guys were saying made me think Europe, life is very different there. And just, I chose Germany because the age of consent, guess what it is in Germany? 12. Matt, what's your guess? Just kidding. I don't know. 14. 14. Yeah. You know what I mean though? Drinking age is like 12. 
Well, right. And that's why I kind of thought, is it based on our ideas to Lisa's point that 18 is a mature adult, which is a whole other argument I could get into because I feel yeah. like 18, if you're able to be forced to serve our country in the war, you should be able to drink. But that, That's a great point, Joe. I was just going to say that too. At 18 in America, you can buy a semi-automatic weapon, but you can't buy an, a 12-pack of beer. It's a very backwards-ass system we're living in, just FYI. Yeah, I think for that particular question, we all kind of agree. It's gross. And like Matt said, you have no business dating someone in fucking high school if you're outside of high school. If you're within high school, break a fucking leg, do whatever you want. It's disgusting. Having been a teacher... I just feel like that bond you have with your students is so parental. Honestly, during the school year, you spend more time with your students than they do with their own parents. You really are a maternal person in their lives. And the fact that you can kind of break through that boundary and cross that line is so disturbing to me. I get that there are different things, different strokes for different folks. But honestly, how can you look at a child that age and say, I find that child attractive. We live in a sick world because a lot of people do. I know. I'm sorry. I don't pretend to understand philias and different psychological manipulations and things that go on in people's brains. And we talked about it with different experts to that point. There is no formula for it. But just to me, it's so grimy. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make, it's like hurting animals. Why would you hurt something innocent? Why? What makes you think that's okay? Well, I guess to those people, unfortunately, it's kind of comparing apples and oranges there. I mean, not in the law, which I agree with, but like one, they're not seeing it as hurting. No, I'm just saying innocence is the only correlation I'm drawing there, just the yeah. innocence factor. I think what I would be freaked out beyond the case itself, because that freaks me out just in general, but I would look at all the other kids around her. Has she done this before? Is Is this something that we should be afraid of with her? current kids her original five children the idea that you could look at an eight-year-old and find them in any form sexually attractive is just during like i said i'm in college all over again and i look at freshmen they look like they're 12 years old it's crazy and ew but i actually watched this dr phil episode i know you're gonna love this jules because dr phil fanatic apparently i'll have to send it to you it's disgusting so it was this guy who is a self-professed pedophile but has not offended although the dr phil episode is about him being accused of offending his foster daughter but then it's found that it's unsubstantiated i don't know it's fucking crazy but anyways the whole thing is him openly admitting he is attracted to little girls and i just i found it very obviously concerning but very fascinating that someone would go on national television and openly admit that to the world and we talked about it before the sex dolls that they made that look like kids to stop people from offending the idea being that they could like get their gratification from this fucking doll instead of a real person so that leads to them not offending but it is just really scary to know just how prevalent this is and i think it's scarier even so is i don't think we've even scratched the surface how often and how disgusting and how Prominent. You tell us roughly 3% of people have some sort of philia related to other people of some facet. Of course, there are the extreme ones. I think, I swear he said 3%, something like that, which is crazy to think about. We've all probably met someone who's met someone 
who's done or experienced something like this. How often do you guys think this happens in school? Uh, so that's what I was going to say. Think about adults. Remove the age and the teacher's student. Think about workplace harassment. I think we as a culture are just scratching the surface of that. I think there are also lots of things that happen that nobody talks about. These lesser offenses that, you know, aren't sex, but are still inappropriate. That leads to your other question, Jules, about what the school... Right. I feel like I have a different perspective on the school's culpability, but I do want to... What your thoughts are on the school's culpability. I just feel like what could they have done to stop them if they truly carried out this relationship outside of the classroom? Once they found out, the school could have done things, but what could they have done before they, you know? I guess the idea is that it was initiated in the classroom, right? Like how would she have contacted him without it starting physically in the classroom? But I agree with you. I have a lot of interesting feelings on this because it does remind me of the gun reform idea that like I'm not putting my child in school so the teachers can be security guards. I'm putting my child in school so the teachers can teach. However, with that being said, I do expect when I send my future children to school that I'm sending them to a safe place. Right. Absolutely. I know, I know, funny, because if they did win the lawsuit, which obviously they didn't, if I was the school and saw that they got married afterwards, I would have countersued them for all that shit back because I would have said, you know what? Clearly, clearly, this is way beyond school. And I'm not paying because the therapy bills are way too high. I think it's just too hard to pinpoint where the school could have stepped in. If they're banging in the classroom, okay, where is somebody monitoring the halls? If there's just one teacher and one student, there's a lot about ratios and things like that. But if she contacted him and they were doing these stupid drawing lessons, which was a joke, but she contacted him. And there are many reasons you could have contact with a student outside of teaching, outside of your classroom. I don't know. I just think it's too hard to pinpoint. I'm not saying the school is innocent, but I think the fact that they tried to sue is very outlandish. Again, I just back to thinking, was this really her first offense? That's a great question, Lise. I got to think, though, this sounds like one of those strange, unique cases where it might have been an isolated incident. Because she married the kid. That's fucking insane. <laughs> Literally the craziest shit you could ever imagine. Like, hey, I fell in love with a nine-year-old, got pregnant by him twice, and then married him 12 years later. And then, or whatever, how many ever years? And divorced later, him, eventually. He divorced her. Oh, right. Of course. But he was still there when she was dying. So it wasn't like he was Their kids are grown and done interviews. And I can't remember the last time I watched one of them. I think it was in 2020 because I think him and maybe his kids did an interview after she passed away. If you didn't know the way this story started, you would have no idea that that was their history. It's gross to me and it's unfathomable and there's no way to justify it. But I am curious, is it really something about this kid age or not or was she a pedophile she attracted to little boys and that's what i can't run my head around because like matt said she did stay really committed to this one person she was so committed in this sick twisted way that she literally went back to him knowing it would put her in jail went back to him after she got out of jail to marry him he was the one she wanted next to him in her dying moments I don't know. It's creepy and gross to even say these words, but I wonder if she really did like 
this was her soulmate. Again, it makes me feel uncomfortable seeing any of this because I do think 100% she's a predator and that's not going to change regardless of how their relationship ended up. But it does make me wonder about the real true dynamics. I feel like when we see these cases happen, one just happened with a female teacher and her male student. I think he's a little bit older. It literally just broke a couple of weeks ago. And I guess she was still sending nudes and contacting kids in the school. So to me, for that particular case, she sounds sick in the head. There's something wrong. But it is really interesting that it feels like this was a weird, isolated event. And she stayed committed literally until her dying day. I think in their own weird, sick way, this was love. I don't think you stay married to the point you made earlier. You said 12 years of marriage is a freaking lot. And I think... You don't do that if it's just you being attracted to children as a whole. I think she was attracted to something in Billy and vice versa. And <laughs> I will never, never understand it. But then when you think about at their wedding, he was 22, she's 43. That's still very different in age. But think about all these old men that married these young girls. When you're removed from the whole under 18 realm, it's like, yeah, people get married to people who are significantly younger than them all the time. Wait, okay. So in a 2018 interview with Australia Sunday Night, her two daughters opened up about their parents' relationship scandal and said, I think I understand about it. Just like how it was surprising to me, well, it's been feeling different because it's not really been brought to our attention. Just because we grew up with it, we're so adapted to it. She went on to reveal that her dad is more like a friend dad, adding, he definitely feels like a young dad now that I'm an adult age to where I can go to a bar. But anyways, her other children's ages as of uh, either 2020 or 2018, regardless, it's a two-year difference. So it's one of these. Her oldest child is 36 and 33, 29, 27. So how old were they? What? I'm 29 now, which doesn't help me because I can't do math. In 2018 or 2020, how old is a 36-year-old? Didn't you just tell us how old they were? You're saying when this all started. <laughs> how old is a 33-year-old in 2018? <laughs> I'm telling you, I say my brain is literally not available anymore. It's really not. Okay, let's go with 2020 because it's easier, man. 2020 to 1996 is 24 years. So then the oldest one was 36. Minus 24, 12. That was the oldest, but let me do the youngest. The youngest was like three years old. So she is banging a kid the same age as her children. Other than some of her children. That's fucking sick to me. Not that it changes anything. It's always been sick. But I can barely look at someone the same age as my brother and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then again, we know age is but a number when you're older than a certain age. I know people whose parents were 16 years apart. So when you think about it, she was born when he was driving a car. That's sickening. But when you think about it in their older age, it's like, oh, that's sweet. Like, love is love. Did they meet at that age? No, they did not. They well, met. obviously, they she didn't meet her out the womb. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It would be weird if he had been like, yeah, I delivered this girl. Oh, my God. I wonder if that Ew. ever happened. I'm sure. Oh, man. Wait, if you think about it in that specific case, I mean, they met later in life, so it's a little different, but 16 and 32 would be their age range. And we were talking about that is the age of consent. And then obviously back when our parents were younger, that was a little more acceptable in the world. But just something to think about. 
I think 21 up, as young as that sounds, 21 and up fair game for anyone. I don't care who you're with after you're 21. If you can drink alcohol legally and do everything else legally, do whatever you want. Don't they bump the smoking, the age to buy cigarettes up to 21? We didn't make that up. I don't know. I don't either. But I feel like that was a thing. So that's what I was going to say, at least thinking in terms of the United States, because all we think about is ourselves. Should everything be bumped to 21? Everything, including driving a car? I don't know. I loved getting my license at 16. But yes, I think buying a gun, buying tobacco, everything should be 21. Or we should bump it down to 16. I think the draft and the drinking each needs to be the same because that's absolute garbage. I agree. Driving age is good where it's at. I think you should start teaching how to be a good driver. Not necessarily that they should be driving on the roads, but I think you should start learning how to drive a car at a younger age. I think that should be something that's taught along with personal health, basic cooking skills, basic self-defense skills. What kind of personal health? Yeah. Basic personal health skills, like how to eat properly. I think, honestly, you need to start educating kids at a younger age on how to be healthy. Some basic survival skills, honestly, you know, things like that. What's, what's wrong with teaching kids at a young age and keeping that education throughout high school how to do that? I mean, honestly, you never know what fucking type of situation you're going to be in in the world. Honestly, we should be taught how to do our taxes versus like wine dance. Credit card interest rates, literally. Yeah, personal banking, personal finance. I think all these things should be taught at a younger age. Even if it's just basic economics, supply and demand. There's so many differences that kids could make if they were taught these things earlier. I personally think that knowing about sex is another thing. You know, I don't remember having a class about that until seventh and eighth grade and at that point in life i knew somebody who had a kid there was a kid who rode my bus that had a kid when he was 13 and that's crazy to say but it's true in the distractify article that i was reading about the kids ages it said this little bit that i just wanted to add in here before we round this up it said that in a 2015 interview with Billy with barbara walters he said that he has a good relationship now with his stepchildren, so her previous kids, but it's still an awkward feeling to be close in age with someone who's technically your stepson or stepdaughter. And then there was another little heading that said, are Mary Kay and Billy still together? Obviously, we talked about they got separated. But then he said in the same interview, she's on at least one dating site that I know. Then again, this is before she passed. But she also has been on the apps. She's just casually looking around to see if there's anyone. She's not someone who does well by herself. But the magazine also learned that Letourneau was interested in a guy closer to her own age. And it says, quote, she's been talking to a few guys and she's interested in someone who is age appropriate. The source added, she knows that her best shot at happiness is someone who is close to her age. Did she turn a leaf before she passed away? Who knows? Hopefully. And that leads me to think that this was a one-off situation. I tend to agree with that, Jules. I tend to agree in this case. I don't think that's very common, honestly, with this trend. But I do think in this case it is. I mean, you know, may she rest in peace. I don't wish ill on anybody. But I do think, end all be all for me personally, I think they should have forced her to move states. I think they should have got her out of there. Although... A normal person, you would think, would stay away if they were sent to jail and if they were threatened with more jail time. 
Well, obviously that's not what we were dealing with here. So that should have been part of it. Move her away. That leads me more to believe that it was really love. Yeah. I want to know what her parole officer's role in this whole thing was. They weren't checking in on her enough. Uh, you would think if you're on parole and you have a technical no contact order, wouldn't they track your contacts? Because how would they verify if you contacted someone other than them reporting it? And obviously, if you're having a fling with this kid who thinks that they're in love with you too, they're not going to report you to the police. I mean, this was in 1997. So that was like what, when cell phones were first coming out, maybe not even out yet. Well, there had to be some way to kind of track these interactions, you would think. Something. Got it, man got out of jail and got pregnant within a couple months. That's like a couple weeks. Couple was weeks? It a couple yeah, weeks? Really. A couple weeks. Yeah. Like, come on, yo. How does that happen? Uh-uh. By the same kid that she was sentenced to sexually offending with. I don't want to blame his parents because I stuck out and did stupid things when I was 13, but where the hell? Yeah, but I wasn't fucking my teacher though. Come on. Parents deserve a little bit of blame. You think that's a good question? You do you think his parents have any culpability? I think 12 is young and he shouldn't have been given enough freedom to be able to literally have sex with his teacher. But to think about the other hand, I'm sure his parents thought he was interesting. Hand, but it's like a babysitter. You trust that person to take care of your child. I don't know. I guess like after the first offense. When she got out of jail, I would have put him on lock. He, but if you think about being that age, you think you all in the world when you're young. I got away with a lot of things, and I'm sure you guys did as well. From that perspective, I don't know that there's much my parents could have done other than literally move states. And obviously, not everybody has that luxury to just get up and move counties or whatever. But like, she didn't give him a ride to soccer practice or something, or home from band. Like, they didn't. What did you talk about? He didn't talk to his dad about. Well, gonna say mom hey by the way i'm banging my teacher no he's not at gonna 12 or 13 what else does that kid have going on in his life that is exciting literally anything else what are you talking about matt you told your parents everything you did when you were 12 and 13 yeah right unless you were a lame little fuck that information would have come out somehow especially after she was in jail for it come on i can promise you to this day my parents don't know things I did at 12 and 13. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't drive to soccer practice conversation. Oh, by the way, mom, I boned my teacher. She's 40 years older than I am. Just wanted to drop that in there. Well, did, I'm saying like they didn't have any, yeah, maybe not that he told them, but they didn't have any idea of what was going on after she was in jail for it. I, I think they have to hold some responsibility. Well, when she's in jail for it, then of course they think he's safe. No, after she was out, there. Oh, like, that, I, yeah, that is where I'm a little confused. But I mean, again, what are you going to do? Lock him in his bedroom? I'm not saying that they are more responsible than she is, but my parents definitely had some idea what was going on when I was that age. You know what? I would be curious to know, not that it matters, what his reaction to this falling apart was. Was he like, Mom, I love her? Or was he like, Yeah, she was a predator, lock her up? Obviously, I don't think it was the latter because he went back to her. But I wonder if maybe they trusted him to not go back to her. And then they figured she's not going to want to go to jail for seven years over a 12-year-old boy that they've already are raising her child, which is disgusting to think about. Or do you think his parents were like, you know what? He already has a kid with her. She's stuck in our lives no matter what. And when the second he turns 18, she's coming back anyways. I don't know. I'd be really interested to hear. I can't begin to try to understand. I agree. Yeah, I'm just wigged out. 
cases. I'm curious what all of you guys think. Where do you guys stand on this? What do you think her sentence should have been? Do you think she should have been shipped off to another state to ensure she wasn't going to contact him? Or do you think at the end of the day, the justice system did what they thought was the right punishment? I agree with Jules. Letting her after three months is a little ridiculous. But I will say I think her gender played a role. I think that she was a pretty woman. If she was some nasty, crusty, disgusting old man, there's no way he would have gotten out after three months. Absolutely not. No fucking way. Matt, do you know what she looks like? She's yeah. really pretty. I'm going to send you her picture because not that they're, you, you would kind of peg anybody as a predator, but definitely not Mary Kay. I think you're right, Lisa. I think when the roles are reversed and the male is the predator, quote unquote, it's a lot different. Yeah. Because she's a really pretty, young looking. I just sent it in our group chat. Very much just your little old housewife. Oh, man. I wonder what her husband thinks. He said, Oh, man. <laughs> That's like, okay, I probably would have wanted to bound her too when I was six years old. Like, no, no, she looks like June Cleaver, is what I'm thinking. I would- right. That's what I'm saying. Like, very much like just a little housewife. Look at the link. This just happened in 2022. Teacher accused of sending nude photos to student after she heard rumors that he liked her. However, she was 28 and he was 16. Now that could be a whole different conversation based on what we talked about before. I don't know. That's still fucking weird to me. Uh, like what? That's like me sending a nude to a kid in high school. That's fucking gross. Yeah, that's weird. Sorry. No other way to get around. He thought he was 18 is what she alleges. What grade is he in? Let's ask that question. That's 16, so I guess like 10th grade? Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on boss? Boss? What's it called when you're under a boss? Boss? Boss baby, the movie. No, you're dating your boss. Yeah, your boss and your inferior. What do you think about that kind of dynamic? Do you think workplace dating a superior should be allowed? I mean, it depends, honestly. If the person's being quickly promoted through the system when they're married to or dating their boss, that's nepotism. I feel like that's going to play a role regardless what you do. Obviously, you're not going to fire your spouse. At least I don't think you would. I think a spouse, probably not, but I think about dating. It doesn't feel like it's going to end well because if you're together, you may get positive perks with that. But if you break up, there may be negative things about it as well. I think it's tricky. I think it's easier to date someone that's on your same work level or within the company, but I just stop. I think power dynamics are where people question things, which is why I was kind of wondering what you thought about that, because we were talking about consent. 16-year-old, you can date whoever you want, unless it's a superior to you, which I found kind of interesting. If they have any authority over you, the law believes it's coercion or a power dynamic, that kind of thing. So I just thought it was an interesting question. Great case, Jules. This one stuns me to my core. I do think everyone should go listen to the interviews that are out there with not only the kids, not only Ville, but also Mary Case herself. There's a lot of good content around this case. It poses a lot of questions, and we hope you guys think about those at home and let us know what you guys think. Was this real love? Was this a woman manipulating kid? Was it a little bit of both? Should she have been punished? Should the school have been punished? Should the parents have been punished? Let us know what you guys think. And remember to rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We got a new 
Patreon subscriber. I don't even know why I even say these things now because this comes out months after the fact. But we do love shouting out our Patreon subscribers. So thank you so much to James. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. And we hope we make you proud every day. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not every day. All right. On that note, let's get out of here. Good night, y'all.